Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Hello there. One of our church members sent me an email this week. She said, uh, if you're tired of singing happy birthday twice while you wash your hands, that singing a chorus of a hymn is a good way to mix it up and also to remember God in these interesting days in which we're living. It may seem silly that I started this uh, video that way in the midst of this very serious situation we're dealing with uh, with the coronavirus. I started that way for a reason. Church is canceled and so is school. So is uh, work for a lot of us. Um, many of our institutions aren't hosting sporting events or arts events and plenty of you who are watching this video may be uh, quarantined in retirement communities. Life is upside down and I don't uh, think you need for me to remind you that these times are serious. My guess is that what would be more helpful is a bit of spiritual courage for the days ahead. Some help with managing the fears and anxieties you may be dealing with, some information about how we can care for each other at this time, and what you can do to help the most vulnerable people in our community. And yes, a little bit of levity to get you through the day and remind you that this is a temporary situation and whatever may come, God will see us through it. And of course, we want people to stay home as much as possible, act responsibly, and wash your hands. So what you can expect on this video is this. First, I'll give some Sunday announcements, letting you know how our church is staying active in these days. And then, to give you a break from all the talking, Dave and Ed and I are going to sing a song, and then I'll offer a scripture reading and a short reflection that I hope will be helpful to you. So first, the announcements, and all of this is covered on our website and in the email that led you to this video, but it also deserves to be said out loud. Some of the first people affected by the coronavirus in our local community have been older Knox members who make their home in retirement communities and are now under quarantine for safety. We are keeping you in our prayers. If that is your situation, we care about you. Many of our deacons and elders will be reaching out to this group as well as our church staff. We will do this faithfully, but less than perfectly, I'm sure. So please, if there is a member of our community you are concerned about, let us know. And please pick up the phone and be in touch with each other. Second, some of the most vulnerable members in our community will be children and families whose wellness is threatened by school closures. We know many of you want to help. Everyone engaged in this work is busy coming up with strategies for this brand new situation. Check your email and our website for volunteer and giving opportunities because they will emerge in the next several days. 
While we are closed on Sunday for worship, our building will remain in use for a few urgent needs. We are already in touch with smaller gatherings such as Alcoholics Anonymous and our homeless ministry with the Interfaith Hospitality Network. For these people, our church's gathering space is mission critical and we will find ways to responsibly meet their needs. Look for requests for volunteers in the days to come. Many of our most dedicated volunteers in this congregation are our older adults. If that's you, please make wise decisions and limit your exposure. And if you're young and healthy, know that there will be chances for you to help. Finally, I know that we are not coming to church and passing the plate, but if you are able, please be generous to your church in these days. We are already receiving requests from our mission partners to help them fulfill emerging financial needs. If you give weekly in worship, please keep doing that through our website. If you are in a position to do something extra, now is the time. We will put your generosity to work. Now take a deep breath. Let it out. It's a lot to take in. I hope you will digest it on our website. We're going to move now into a time of sharing the word. And as we get into that time, uh, here's a song for you to experience. Oh, great. 
lesson for this morning is Isaiah chapter 43, beginning in the first verse. Thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have to be honest with you that it was a challenge to slow myself down and think about what I would share today. School closures and office closures for my children and my spouse, thinking about my older parents, the complexities of being a pastor and planning online worship, caring for isolated members of our church, and attending to vulnerable children and families in our city, all while trying to get our staff out of the office and working from home. The details were kind of dizzying and anxiety-producing. I'm sure many of you could tell a similar story. So take a deep breath and let it out. That's what I had to do a few times yesterday in order to clear my head a bit and think about what really needs to be said today. And when I quieted myself down a little bit, this is where I felt God leading me. An important thing for us to talk about in these days is what it means to be church. Sometimes we get in a rut where being part of a church mostly amounts to what happens on Sunday morning. We follow our routine of attending worship and coffee hour and maybe a Bible study or singing in the choir, and those routines become what church means to us. I have a feeling that's not exactly what Jesus had in mind. Ironically, In this temporary season of not coming to church, we have an opportunity to think about what church really is. The real purpose of church is for us to love God and love one another. We're going to need to stretch ourselves and be more creative than usual, but in these days there are great opportunities for us to do those things. We have canceled Sunday services, but we have not canceled holiness. In these next weeks, we will be offering opportunities for you to worship God in your home, among your family and your close friends, throughout the week, to experiment with different practices of prayer and study and spiritual growth. Many of you may have more time on your hands than usual in these days and a bit more anxiety in your life than normal. We hope that you will open your heart to new ways God can be active in your life. Love for one another is another way we can be church, and your love and care is needed in these days as much as ever. People in our church community are feeling unsure and lonely and isolated. Pick up the phone, write an email, write a letter. Think of someone you know in our church community who might need a listening ear and an encouraging word, and please keep in touch with each other. God calls us to care especially for the most vulnerable people in our community, and there are a lot of chances to do that holy work. 
We will be finding ways to support our church's partners who are finding food for children and providing it while school is out, helping working parents to navigate childcare, and gathering enough volunteers to host homeless families in our church as we always do. If you are looking for ways to help, keep reading the communications we send to you. I promise there will be meaningful ways that you can contribute. Of course, I wish that the circumstances were different, but this really is a season when our faith and our community can grow. We may not be able to go to church, but we, all of us, have a chance to be church to one another. The other thing I want to spend some time on is the fear and anxiety many of us are experiencing. And that's why I read that passage from Isaiah. Do not be afraid. Some of you will remember me saying in the past that this is one of the most consistent messages in the Bible. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not worry. God says it throughout the prophets in the Old Testament. The angel says it to Mary when Jesus is about to be born. Do not fail to notice that fear is spoken of in the Bible as a given. Of course there are things in life that will make us afraid. But God's wish is for us not to be consumed by our fears. God doesn't promise us that there won't be anything to fear, but God does promise to be with us in the midst of fear and anxiety. To help us navigate it. To help us manage it. What does that look like? Some of you will be familiar with a catchphrase that reemerged about a decade ago. Keep calm and carry on. In 2009, a British used bookseller named Stuart Manley discovered an old poster with that slogan, and he posted it in his shop window. It was a piece of World War II propaganda meant for the British people in the event of a Nazi land invasion, which thankfully never arrived. Most of the copies of it were destroyed, but when Manley hung the poster in his store in 2009, it spurred a movement that sold 40,000 copies, surely because the message is one we still need. Keep calm and carry on. Fear is a reality, but God does not wish for us to be consumed by our fears. As I thought about that this week, I was reminded of a story I heard some time ago. I heard it in a sermon by my friend and mentor, John Buchanan, but it is originally told by author Anne Lamott. She told this story about parenting her first child. Anne had taken her two-year-old son to Lake Tahoe, where they stayed in a condominium by the lake. There are a lot of gambling establishments there, so all the rooms come with light-blocking blinds, so you can gamble all day and sleep, or gamble all night and sleep all day. Uh, one day, Anne put her baby to sleep in his pack-and-play in a totally darkened room and went to writing in the next room. A few moments later, she heard her baby knocking on the door from the inside. So she got up to put him back to bed, and then, every parent's nightmare, she found that the door was locked. Somehow, he had managed to push the lock button on the doorknob. He was calling, Mommy, Mommy. And she was saying, just jiggle the doorknob, honey. Push the button again. And of course, he couldn't even see the doorknob in the darkened room. 
When it became clear to him that his mother couldn't open the door, panic set in. She could hear him sobbing. His mother did everything she could think of, trying the door, calling the rental agency, the manager, leaving frantic messages on answering machines, running back to comfort her son there in the dark, locked room, terrified. Finally, she did the only thing she could think of, which was to lie down and slide her fingers under the gap in the door where there was a little bit of space. She told him over and over to do the same, to bend over and find her fingers. And somehow he did, and he quieted down. They stayed like that for what seemed like a long time, until help came. Him holding her fingers in the dark, feeling her presence, her care, her love. As a parent of a two-year-old myself, I was teary when I revisited that story this week. And surely that was the most fitting story I could come up with for what we're facing. Quite often in life, and certainly right now, we are like that two-year-old struggling in the darkness and not sure exactly how long the darkness is going to last. In these days, we have to figure out how to care for and support each other, even though we can't be in the same room. The good news is this. God is a faithful mother who will never leave us. God is a faithful mother who will never leave us. Keep calm and carry on, my friends. Keep in touch with each other. Keep in touch with me, with us here at Knox. We will see one another soon. Let us pray. God, we ask that you would be present with all of us in these days, and especially those most immediately affected by COVID-19. We ask your presence with the lonely, the anxious, especially with the sick. We give thanks to you for the protection and sacrifice being offered by medical professionals and expert voices and first responders. Help us to not be consumed by our fears, O oh God. Strengthen us for these days. Help us to keep calm and carry on knowing that you, God, are a faithful mother who will never leave us. Amen. Mm -hmm.